G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Welcome to Set Free with Ken Legg. This week we're dealing with the sensitive issue of sexual abuse. If there are young children listening, now might be a good time to consider whether this content will be appropriate. More and more we are hearing of different ones who were sexually abused as children. Sexual abuse involves any unwanted sexual attention or contact. A sexual encounter is of no benefit to a child whatsoever. It has no point of contact with the child's love. It's only gratifying for the perpetrator. And those who engage in any kind of sexual activity with children actually violate their childhood. It is exploitation of the worst kind. And since most sexual abuse is carried out by those who are responsible for the child's safety and well-being, it is the ultimate betrayal. Now Jesus announced that his ministry included healing the brokenhearted and setting the captives free. Thank God that through Christ there is hope that those who have experienced the ultimate betrayal can be set free to rebuild their lives again. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. And we're dealing with a very sensitive subject this week, that of sexual abuse. And welcome, Ken. This is an issue that uh, we're discovering is far more prevalent than we ever imagined in our society. Where do you begin to even try to recover from such a horrific experience as sexual abuse? That's a good question, Phil. Um, those who've been sexually violated as children are left with many deep wounds in many areas of life. Uh, I mean, we can just start with the emotional problems such as low self-esteem, distressing memories, anger, self-destructive tendencies, depression, even thoughts of suicide and so on. And then surprisingly, uh, they're left with feelings of guilt and condemnation as if for some reason they're to blame. I mean, Mm. they're the victim, not the perpetrator, but they come away feeling that maybe there was something wrong with me. I'm at fault somehow. Mm. And an interesting aside on that is that in the Old Testament law, Uh, The Bible says that if someone has been violated, you know, if a woman has been violated, if she's been raped, uh, don't stone her, stone the perpetrator. Now, why would God have to say, don't stone the innocent? I mean, it's almost as if he anticipated that in the minds of some, there's going to be this sort of thought, well, they asked for it, you know, Mm. and God has uh, shielded them and protected them from that kind of uh, mentality. Um, There are other problems, you know, obviously, uh, you know, uh, an obvious one would be lack of trust towards other people, especially those that uh, are in authority. Um, The underlying underlying cause of sexual abuse is usually a failure in duty of care of the highest order. Therefore, it's hard for the victim to trust again. And then there are developmental problems uh, such as learning difficulties and underdeveloped communication skills and so on and so forth. Uh, Sometimes people cope by turning to substance abuse and and, uh, drug addiction and that sort of thing. And there's lots of complicating uh, problems that arise out of this issue. 
Yeah, anyone who's dealt with this themselves or know someone who's ha- who has gone through this will know that you know, it leaves scars on your life that are very hard to deal with. But how do you begin to try to help someone? Maybe there's someone you know, a friend, family member who's been through this. Maybe they're not wanting to face it themselves. How do you mm. help them through that trauma? Well, let's say at the outset, Phil, that um, we need to remember that the, the gospel is the good news, uh, that where sin abounds... God's grace abounds much more. You know, whatever the worst is that Satan has done through people to others, uh, God's grace is bigger than that, and there is uh, a message of hope and deliverance for those that have gone through that kind of experience. Now, I think one of the the greatest things that the church, and, and of course Christians in particular, can do is to create an environment for such victims to know that it is safe for them to talk about what is happen to them. Mm. You know, someone who's been sexually abused, uh, it's a major step for them to find the courage to tell of their experiences. But of course, in doing so, they make themselves totally vulnerable. And if I could use the word naked once again. Yeah, that's, you, that's the issue, isn't it? You're, yeah. you're putting yourself out there to be Ooh, hurt again. Big time. And uh, one of the greatest things that a person can do for those who have such a, uh, suffered such a trauma is to listen to them and, and believe their story. I mean, uh, remember, the, the victim has the disadvantage of being without witnesses in most cases. So those who work in this field say that just as much damage, if not more, has been done to victims of sexual abuse when they are not believed or listened to by those who are meant to protect them. For example, if a stepfather has abused a child and, and that child goes to the mother and the mother doesn't want to listen, doesn't want to hear that uh, and tells them that they're exaggerating or, or stuff like that, that does far more damage than the actual uh, abuse itself. Somebody mm. said that a child molested by its father and disbelieved by its mother is psychologically orphaned. And uh, furthermore, that child is then rendered powerless in any future encounters of sexual abuse. Now, those that uh, go through those sort of experiences, they have to find release. And we often say in our ministry, you know, two of the greatest ways that God gives us release is talk and tears. And I'd have to say that in this case, talk is even greater than tears. You know, for victims who have carried their secret of childhood abuse for a long time alone, uh, talk more than tears is without doubt an important step for them in the process of recovery. Whilst tears might provide temporary relief from emotional pain, the victim of abuse needs much more than that. They'll need someone who will just listen to their story, but then, of course, they will eventually need the skill of a trained biblical counsellor who's able to work through deeper issues and many heart-wrenching questions that the victim has been left with. And I think that's a key point, too, that uh, you know, unless you are uh, trained in this area, your best probably just to be that listening ear and don't try and dive yep. in and you know fix the the issue. And there is great value in just being that listener. What about the issue of forgiveness though? Surely that has to happen at some point. The 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 person who's the victim here has to come to that point of forgiving. Yeah, this can be a dilemma because we know as Christians that there's nothing more powerful uh, that holds a person captive to the past as unforgiveness, Mm. you know, it'll keep us locked up in the past if we hold that thing back. But the question of forgiveness is more complex than it might seem at first in a situation of sexual abuse because undoubtedly those who have been sinned against in this way do need to forgive. Uh, They will never know closure until they do. But does this mean that the offender should not be reported to necessary authorities? I mean, now that's a matter 
for which those who have suffered the abuse must decide for themselves. Mm. However, if the offender is in a position where they have regular contact uh, with children, then, you know, if there's reason to believe that they will re-offend, then the necessary authorities do need to be notified. Mm, That's got nothing to do with with forgiveness or unforgiveness. That's protecting others from uh, suffering the same fate that um, the victim has gone through themselves. So we mustn't confuse vindictiveness with what we would call a duty of com- uh, care to others. They're, they're two completely different issues. Um, so I think if we can finish up with a positive point today, Phil, um, it would be this, because we are going to talk more about this in the week and, and try to find some answers at least in this in this um, very sensitive area of life. I think we need to say this, that not only does the gospel deal with, with our past in terms of sin and condemnation and so on, but when we come into the Christian life, we, we sometimes bring baggage from the past you know yeah. we, we bring unresolved hurts uh, in fact we've got a course that we run in our church called um, the identity driven life recovery course where we we try to help people to deal with that baggage on the basis of the facts about their new creation who they are now in christ and uh, uh, what we're going to try to do this week is to to help people to move on by um dealing with some of these things in a biblical manner. And I think there'll be some good fodder in here for all of us who have to deal with things from our past. Obviously, someone who's been through a sexual abuse situation, particularly as a child, is probably out there at one end of the scale as being one of the more difficult things to deal with. But all of us have things in our past that we've got to cut off, deal with, have healing in, and allow Christ to transform in our lives. So I hope you can stay with us for this discussion uh, that will continue same time tomorrow. Uh, looking at a very sensitive subject today, but something that I'm sure we can all get uh, good value out of. An important study this week for people recovering from sexual abuse. And we'll have more for you tomorrow. And until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book What's Eating You, which features topics from today's message, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 